We're talking about We're talking about snowflakes and seniors. But in the midst of that, we have to talk about time. The joy of giving your time. And what do you do in the giving of time? Where's Jones's? I thought, oh boy, that looks like a disaster. Wait, where is where? I don't know, there's a bunch of them. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, so if you have a Bible or a device or you want to go to the scripture with me, you can also pick up that little piece of paper that's on your seats next to you, and the passage is right there also. So, I'm going to start reading a little bit before this passage on the paper, okay? And it says this in verse 22 of Luke chapter 2. It says, when the days for their purification according to the law of Moses were completed, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. And here they come. Please direct your attention to the back of the sanctuary where Mary and Joseph are making their way to the temple lobby. Ah, oh, don't they look wonderful? Okay. I like the I like the Jerusalem boots. They're nice. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male that opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord. And they came to offer a sacrifice according to what was said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. All right. There was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was righteous and devout, looking for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to carry out for him the custom of the law, he took him into his arms and blessed God and said, Now, Lord, you are releasing your bondservant to depart in peace, according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light of revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. And his father and his mother were amazed at the things which were being said about him, and Simeon blessed them, and said to Mary his mother, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rise of many in Israel, and for a sign to be opposed. And a sword will even pierce your own soul, to the end that thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. There was a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher, she would, was advanced in years and had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage and then as a widow to the age of 84. She never left the temple, serving night and day with fastings and prayers. At that very moment, she came up and began giving thanks to God and continued to speak of him uh, to all those who were looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. Okay. 
two senior citizens, two people in the Christmas story that we don't hear much about. I'm sad to say there are no Christmas carols written about Simeon and Anna. I would like to write one. My name is Anna. And really, really old am I. But that doesn't matter. I've just seen the Messiah. And I feel like I'm ready to fly. What do you think? Yeah. Well, what do you think? You think, we could, you think it could find its way into the hymn book someday? There's no songs written about these two. And it's not really that long after the birth of Christ that they come on the scene. It's only eight days later. And there they are bringing the child up to the temple to do what they're supposed to do according to the law. And then this old man. Now, we don't know that he's old. It doesn't say that he's old. It says that Anna's old. It doesn't say that Simeon's really old. But it does say that God showed him that before he died, he would see the Christ. So we assume that he's old as well. Anyway, he comes up to Mary. He approaches Mary and he takes the baby into his arms. <laughs> See, that would have been my response too. Like, who is this creepy old man taking my baby away from me? What's going on here? But please, can I hold the baby? Okay, thank you very much. This is a good looking baby. And when he has the baby in his arms, he says, now, Lord, I can go. I can depart in peace because I have seen your salvation. The salvation that you've prepared for all the peoples. A light to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. A light to the Gentiles. You may not have known this, but you're a Gentile. And the fact that, these, that Jesus has come has allowed you and me to be a part of what was, before that, mostly Jewish. Now it's for all the people. And then he takes the baby, he gives it back to the mom, carefully, because, you know, you've got to support the head, support the head, support the head. And then he blesses them. And he says, um, this child, this child is going to cause some, some problems. This child is going to be a sign that's going to be opposed. And Mary, even your own heart, is going to be pierced with pain and sorrow. Wonderful blessing, eh? God bless you. This is what's going to happen. And then another person comes up. And this is really odd because when Anna comes up, She's not, it doesn't say she's led by the Spirit. It doesn't say she's, it just says that she hangs out in the temple all the time. And she's there. And she comes up at that very moment. It says she comes up. And what does she do? No problem. She's the prophetess. And she doesn't say anything. She just gives thanks. She sees it. She sees it and she knows it. And she's in tune. And she understands. And she knows it too. And she is happy. She's about to fly. And then the couple goes home. Please give a hand to Hadassah Pio and 
Hartley Bueller, who have taken this role for me. Thank you very much. How are the uh, snowflakes going? Is it, is it messy? Okay, now if we could keep those, those, those confettis as much as we can on the tables, then we can just sweep them into garbage cans. And I want to make a promise right now to Jenea that I will do as much as I can to clean up the floor. I promise you, Jenea, in front of all these people, I promise you that. Oh, man, those things get hot after a while. So I'm looking at this passage of scripture and walking through it and looking at the different aspects and looking at the different words and looking at the way it's laid out and looking at the story. And, and when I read scripture, I don't know about you, but when I read scripture, I'm always asking questions. I'm asking myself questions. So if we were to go through this, if you look at that little piece of paper that you have right there, there's a man in Jerusalem called Simeon. He's righteous and devout. What does that mean? What does it, we, we could explore those aspects of the story and break it down. What does, what does devout mean? What does it mean that he's waiting for the consolation of Israel? Like, what does that mean? So I'm asking myself these questions. He, uh, the Holy Spirit was upon him. It was revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die. And then moved by the Spirit, he came into the temple courts. When the parents brought in the child, he walks up to him. And like I said, he just walks up, takes the child into his arms. He took him in his arms and he praises God. And you know, I'm looking at that whole thing unfold like it just did here. Well, it's probably a little different back then. But, but just wondering how, how does this happen? How does it work? How does it... How does, it, uh, how does that affect us? What do these words mean? You know, what was the culture like? How, how, how were these things? What did this guy look like, this old man who comes up? What's his background? We don't get the information. We don't get much. So I'm asking myself these questions. Sovereign Lord, as you've promised, now I can go. Now you may dismiss your servant in peace. Dismiss. Does he die? Does he just leave the scene? My eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all the peoples, in the sight of all the nations. And I, I went through this little piece of paper and I underlined all the words that mean something, that have some substance to them. That we could, if we wanted to, we could do word studies on those. Break them down. Find the meanings. Get, get the understanding. But you know, today we're not going to do that. Today, we're not going to do that. But we are going to ask ourselves a question. The, the parents marveled at what was being said about him. Simeon blesses them. First, he prays. He says, thank God for letting me see this. And then he looks to Mary and he says, this is what's going to happen. And then this other old lady comes dancing up. And she's going, woo, you know who this is? This is incredible. This Anna. A prophet? A female prophet? Do you ask questions you know, about those things? Who's this lady prophesying to? The Bible tells me that ladies, you know, are supposed to stay quiet. Yeah, right. How impossible is that? And here she is, a prophet. She is a, she's, a, she's known. She talks to people. She comes up. 
Daughter of Phanuel, tribe of Asher, what do these things mean? I ask myself these questions. But today, I want to go in another direction. I want to ask you a question. We can't spend a long time on this because, um, you know, we're, we have all these activities going on. <laughs> hey, River, that is one stack of pink snowflakes you got going there. She's been cutting like a mad woman, hasn't she? Oh, yeah. Having a little trouble following directions, eh? That's, that's, that's kind of, okay, right. Okay. You helped her. Okay. I want to ask you a question today. I look at these two people, and I see two old folks who are really excited and dedicated to what they believe. You know, we could, we could, like I said, go through the studies and break it down and look at where they're from and what they're doing there and all these, all these different aspects. But today, I'm impressed. I'm so impressed by who these people are, where, what, what, what the scriptures say about them in this little limited passage. And I'm asking myself this question. These two seniors stir a question in me. Why, why, what makes a person that dedicated and, ex and excited about what they believe? And then, well, that's the first question. There's actually two. The other question is, where's my excitement? Where's my exuberance? Where's my passion? Can I have the same kind of, the same kind of attitude to the cause, to the, to the prophecies, to the, to, the, uh, to the life that God has? I mean, these, these people, if they hadn't seen what they saw, would they have given up on their faith? If they didn't see Jesus, would they have packed it in and said, okay, didn't happen the way I anticipated it, so uh, yeah, no, I'm not going to do this anymore. Was that their attitude? Was that who they are in their hearts? And this is even before Jesus dies. This is before, this is before Holy Spirit's given. This is before all these amazing things. And these people are so excited about serving that they're putting me to shame. And I'm looking at these, these, these character sketches, these studies, and I'm going, where is my, where is, where's my exuberance? Where's my hope? Where's my excitement about this stuff? It, sometimes it's gone. Sometimes it's just, you know, sometimes I get bored. Sometimes I get, sometimes I get, uh, Preoccupied. Sometimes I get caught up in stuff. You know, and those, that stuff is not bad. Some of it is. I'll admit that. Some of it is. I like my TV. I like it too much. I need to change that. I need to somehow change that. Because it takes away from this excitement that I want 
to have in me that I see in these two old folks. I want that. This old man looking, anticipating, loving God, serving God. How about this old woman who just prays and fasts? I mean, this woman's been fasting for 84 years. That was a joke. How come nobody laughed at that? And she has been serving in this way for decades and decades. What compels a person to do that? Let me tell you what I think it is. It's just the presence, the knowledge, the understanding that God is who he is and he wants to be, he wants to be our friend, our father, our savior. And just based on that, just based on those facts, these people are so happy to be where they are to be doing what they're doing, to be serving in these capacities. Yeah, okay, there were things at the end of their lives, close to the end of their lives, where they see the Lord. Anna recognizes who it is, and Simeon recognizes who he is, and they do get some kind of a reward out of that, but do they get to see the kid grow up? They don't get to see the kid grow up. Simeon says, okay, I can die now. I've seen him. Anna's not far behind. If she's 84 years old, living in that culture, she's not going to be around for very much longer. But they've seen it. But even more than that, these people love God and they love the Lord. They love him. They love him. And that's what I see in these people. And that's what I want to be more of. And I think... I don't want to insult you, and I don't want to, I don't want to presume anything. And maybe I'm not an average Christian. Maybe I'm below average. I don't know. I don't know those things. But I think that maybe you're sitting in this house today and listening to this, you might feel the same way. You might feel like there's something more to go for. You might feel like there's something, there's, there's something that these people have that maybe you don't. And maybe you want to establish that. Maybe you want to reach for that today. Maybe you want to push into that today. You know what I think happens? Oh, yeah, this isn't in my notes, and I don't know. I don't know about this, if I should share what I, what I, what I think. But I'm, I'm right there in the midst of it. I'm, I'm, as, I'm as guilty as any of you, if not more so. You see, we have these, these records of revival throughout history where these revivals come along and, and things happen that are just so beyond us and God moves in in a supernatural way and man, turns everything upside down and people are saved and, 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 and they're, they're, many of them go off to the mission field and they want to tell other people, you know, something happens. But what comes before that? What happens before that? Yeah, there's probably a few people fervently praying for these things and asking God for these things. But you know what I think happens? I think the religious community, the church, just gets sidelined. They get preoccupied. And some of those preoccupations are fine. It's work or it's family. It's, it's 
career. It's, oh, you know, these things aren't bad things. But we start to build idols out of them. And before you know it, our focus is elsewhere. I don't see that in these two people. And I want to be like these two people. <clears throat> I don't see that in them. They really, they really love their God and they, and they want to please him. And that's, what, that's where I want my heart to be. And that's why these people impress me so much and why God uses them to show me that I have a ways to go. And maybe, you know, I would love to see a revival. You know, I'd love to see something crazy happen in my day. I think I did already back when I was, you know, I, back when I had hair, I, you know, and I was just saved. And, and there were some things going on that were really amazing. And over the years, it just gets ho-hum, you know. We keep doing what we're doing. We keep coming to church. We keep fellowshipping. We keep serving. It's good. And yet, in my heart, something is lacking. I'm going to ask God to give that to me today. I'm going to call John and his, and his kids back up here to sing for us and prepare us for, for eh, rededication, you might want to call it that, or, or just, just a, a prayer of, Lord, take me to the next step. Take me to the next level. Show me how to be like these heroes in the scriptures who get like three or four verses and that's it. And yet they are so incredibly and madly in love with their God. And they just, they just want to serve him and follow him with, with, a, with, a, with an intensity that I want. I want that. All right. I need some something in the background. So. Bow your heads with me. Kids, keep cutting. Keep making a mess. <laughs> this is terrible. But if you're serious today about this, about this little message, then bow your heads with me and let's pray together. I think, Lord, every one of us would be open to more of you. I pray for those who are in the house who are maybe thinking they're kind of maxed out. And I thank you that these two old people show us that we don't max out. We don't, st we don't quit. We keep going and we keep going and we keep going. And even if things don't, even if we don't get to see Jesus in our lifetime, we will still follow and follow hard. And Lord, I thank you for the messages we've been hearing of late about the joy and the, and the, and the blessing that comes from knowing you. I want to know you some more today, Lord. Will you come and fill this house today? with your spirit, with your presence. Holy Spirit, come and settle right here, right now. 
We turn our hearts to you, Lord. We turn our hearts to you and we look to you today. And we pray, Father, um, for a renewal, a renewal in our hearts. So as each one is seeking and asking and evaluating, Lord, I pray you would come in. You would come in and speak to each one of us in this service right here. And we'll wait, Lord. We'll wait for you. We'll wait for you. And let's sing this prayer. Let's sing this prayer as we pray. <laughs>